Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So it's uh, all for play for still. I think so. Do you want to bet against us? everybody and welcome to for the love of pomegranate podcast um a kind of a breaking episode i think more so than anything else we've got confirmation we've got that dreaded confirmation that um diego carlos has ruptured his achilles tendon uh everything pointed towards that directly after the game um you know it just never looked good, and and I know that the that the the dreaded Instagram posts came out afterwards. <laughs> this is my my set on Instagram being a world of fakery, uh, but uh, obviously the 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 Instagram post came out. He was there. He was relaxing, um, and he was he was obviously sitting down and stuff like that. He was on crutches, but Dio was wishing him well. Martinez was wishing him well. But look, this was never for me. This is never going to be a six to eight week kind of a thing and when something like that happens and when even you start mentioning the Achilles tendon even if it's only partial rupture you're talking six months six months minimum so very unfortunate why can't we have nice things why can't we have nice things because um I thought he had a really good game at the weekend and he got up for a couple of crosses in their own box he he had he was very unlucky in the first half and had uh, had a couple of headers from corners and stuff like that and now we're in a position whereby potentially we're going to have to replace him because three center halves and Josh Feeney with Courtney House looking like he's moving to Watford on loan um, for me isn't enough. And what I want to do is I want to take some time, obviously, to lament the fact that Diego Carlos is injured and we will not see him until 2023. Um, and that is a real kick in the nuts for Aston Villa Football Club. Big signing or, or the, the person we've gone out and 
you know, spent the most money on over the course of the season, over the course of the, the off season, 29 million, looking for a big year, potentially looking to move to the to the Premier League to get into the World Cup squad, looking at Qatar, maybe looking at finally getting that international cap that he so richly deserved based on his form and has never quite gotten. And now he's going to be on the sidelines for the next six to eight months. Cruel, cruel blow. Whoever said sport was an even remotely fair um, for somebody like Diego Carlos, who's come in. And lest we forget, he was one of our vice captains as well. That's somebody in the leadership room that we're going to be losing on the field as well. So there's multiple areas where Aston Villa are going to need to, to look for somebody to replace this guy. Number one in the leadership capacity and number two in the rotation, because realistically speaking, he was our number one centre half based on on selection and based on the very, very small sample sample set that we have. So um, thoughts are with Diego Carlos. Hopefully his rehabilitation goes really well and um, we will see him back alive and kicking uh, ASAP, I suppose, uh, but not too soon because the Achilles is a dirty one. It's the worst tendon for me that you can do um, because it's just that whole... Um, stability piece on the ankle and uh and 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 let's get him right before we rush him back but our minds will move quickly to uh um his mind our minds no i i've, I've seen a couple of comments there he might never come back highly unlikely that he never plays a game of football again the Achilles tendon can be repaired you see big massive men at 320 pounds you know big six foot six six foot seven guys who are have massive forces in the NFL doing their Achilles tendon and coming back to play the game again. Yes, I know that's a different piece with regards to running and turning, but you see a lot of, I, I and I do go to the NFL because this happens more uh, commonly in that, in that league and players do come back to be still speed players. If they're wide receivers, turning players, if they're, if they're uh, cornerbacks and obviously the big hefty lads up front do come back. So I'm, I don't, I don't see any way that we don't see uh, Diego Carlos. Like, barring that we have some un unbelievably bad um, surgery or mishaps or infections, and my mind cast, I cast my mind back to Libor Kozak, who continually kept on getting infection, infection, infection after his uh, after his surgery. So, barring anything like that, I think that he will continue to continue his career, and this won't be a career-ending injury for him. And um, based on you know, people have done this before, medical science and so on like that. And just, um, I, I would be very hopeful uh, from that point of view. Um, Okay, so what we're going to have to do, I think we're going to have to bring somebody in. Because Josh Feeney, for all his talent and everything like that, is 17 years of age. And I wonder what way the club is going to go. So I'm broken this down into two parts. Today, I am going to be looking at some of the cheaper options. I.e., I'm actually going to be looking at some free agent options that are out there. Um, it is a, it, it's it's something that I think we it should be borne in mind. There are actually some pretty 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 really good defenders out there in the free agent market, which for me is uh is crazy because uh there's there's at least two and one that I've shown you guys previously um that uh that we'll take a look at um because it's it's a as I say a. Uh, a free agent signing like this could be something that the club needs. This guy doesn't need to come in and start this week or next week or the week after. We do have, we're blessed that we've got, we can bring him in, bring in a left-sided centre half, bring him in and get him up to speed over a three or four, a two or three week period because we do have Kanza, we do have Chambers. That's barring that we don't have any injuries. 
um, that we can do that. We have, but I think it's important that Villa get somebody in now before the end of the transfer transfer window and don't wait until transfer deadline day because if you the longer you wait, the more time you're wasting to embed him into the team here. So let's take a little a little look at some of the guys that I, I've I've um, highlighted here. Two of these guys you will have seen before with limited detail as I went through a previous free agent piece uh, in, in during the transfer market transfer window that I wanted to take a look at. So let's take a look at these guys again. So number one is John Brooks. John Brooks is uh, is um, centre half, USA international. He is. 31 years of age, he's left-sided, and uh, he is a free transfer. He is free uh, after leaving Wolfsburg last season. Um, tons of minutes played in his career. 22,509 minutes played at centre-half. Very experienced guy, a big brick of a man. Six-foot-three, left-footed, plays as a left-footed centre-half. Looking at some of his statistics here, as uh, looking, looking at some of his statistics here, he is... Uh, 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 he's a centre half. He's going to hold that middle ground. Uh, it's something he's going to do. Um, mobility wise, he's not the he's not the worst, but he's also not the best. But he's very very good um, at at fronting players up. He's played in that in Bundesliga can be a a pretty physical league at times. Um, it's a slower league, yes. Granted, it is a slower league, but it can be a pretty physical league in there too. And I, I would have no doubt when we're bringing somebody in here that we would want to maybe look at and how they look at look in comparison to Diego Carlos. Um, this guy, I think, has the stature, he's the build, he has the bulk, and he'd be somebody that would be able to come in there. He also has the the the, the balding head or the baldy head that, uh, that Diego Carlos had. I know Diego Carlos's head was shaved, but uh, um, I don't know if people are into the aesthetics of, of how the centre half looks. This might be somebody for them. Um, but last season he made 36 appearances, 34 starts, and two as a sub. So this isn't a guy who's on the way down. He's somebody who's looking for a new uh, a new chapter in his life. And for me, I think he's he's always been perfectly made for the Premier League from the point of view that he's able for that brute strength. He's able for to able to defend corners. And uh, as we can see there with his possession stats, he's nifty on the ground. He's pretty nifty on the ground as well. So he's uh, he's somebody who can come in. Like he's not going to be a world beater, you know, by like he's 31 years of age, but he's a solid, steady Eddie, somebody who can come in here. And I would I would see him as somebody who could definitely play in the Premier League. When we look at him here up, up against uh, Tyrone Mings and Ezri Kanza, and I've done this in such a way whereby I go look at him with regards to Tyrone Mings and Ezri Kanza. Haven't put Callum Chambers in here because the sample set in Callum Chambers is so low. I'm looking over a 365 day sample set. That's why I haven't got Callum Chambers in there. Um, but so don't be wondering why that's that's the reason why he's not in there but when we look at how he stacks up against some of our center of our defenders already we can see here that um tackles per 90 he would come out as the as the best uh defender that we have tackles one uh, or sorry um interceptions per 90 once again he's up there with tyron mings uh pressures he puts more pressures in the ball than our center halves uh aerial jewels he comes up there at the, at the same as as, as tyron mings is 65 percent aerial jewel win rate same again with mings as a block rate with regards to block rate he's there or thereabouts with regards to mings his progressive passes are uh are much better than anybody else in our team and we can see that there. So progressing the ball forward with the ball at his feet, he's very good at getting that ball forward. And also his pass success rate is up there with Ezri Kanza as well. Um, with regards to a pass attempts, all this is the context with regards to his passing ability and so on. A lot of people might look at it and say, yeah, but has he had an awful lot of passes over the course of the last 365 days? He's averaging 57.71 passes, which is 
quite outstanding to be honest with you because it may it means that um like he's he's way ahead of any of the players that we have on, on our team with regards to the amount of passes that they're averaging per game so he can take take that load he can still say stay um accurate with his passing as well so if we are looking to to get that ball playing center half while he's not going to be Virgil van Dijk he's probably going to be you know somebody who's steady Eddie in all those areas and could come in could compliment Mings he's very similar to Tyrone Mings as well here so if we're playing uh, and I'm looking at somebody who's to play on the left hand side considering we've got two right and right sided defenders at the moment that's not to say these two guys can't play together but they are similar from that point of view now let's look at him in relation to Diego Carlos as well um, so let's look at him in relation to Diego Carlos. Diego Carlos says, oh, I've got some some um, formatting errors on this. I do apologize. Uh, but the numbers are correct. So looking at his tackles, his tackle rate is better than Diego Carlos. You know, tackles one number. The, there's a big drop off in the percentage of dribblers tackled against the Carlos and John Brooks. Probably more so to do with the fact that uh, Spanish players, and these are Diego Carlos's numbers from Spain. Spanish players will attack through the middle more so more often than not. So you will find dribblers come, coming inside more in the Spanish league. That could be a reason as to why the percentage of, dra- of, ta- of dribblers tackled is lower for John Brooks as it is to Diego Carlos. I don't have that massive amount of insight at this moment in time. Um, uh, Diego Carlos, the dribble past uh, statistic there is heavily in, in Diego Carlos's favor. And as we go down through here, we can see that passes blocked and interceptions are heavily in favor of John Brooks. Um, fouls committed, he doesn't really commit fouls at all, John Brooks. And when we look at his passing statistics, they're they're thereabouts, but they're not going to be the, to the same level as Diego Carlos. But when we look at the pass completion rate, they, they he stacks up well. Um, you know, there's only a couple of percent there in, in, in that. His progressive passes are much, much better. And his progressive pass distance, there is nothing in it. There's a, there's a cigarette paper in it between himself and Diego Carlos. So he's obviously going to be a replacement for this guy. If we could get him in and maybe a short-term deal, maybe a one-year deal or something like that, prove himself in the, in, in the Premier League. I don't know if he wants that. Maybe he wants to Stability. Maybe he wants a bit of longevity, considering that he's in the twilight of his career. At thir- well, 31 going on 32 years of age isn't really the twilight of his career. But you know what I'm saying here, that he's getting to the end of his big, big paydays from a contractual point of view. But maybe it's something we can look at from a John Brooks point, uh, with John Brooks and get him in here to see if... Um, if uh, if if this is something that, uh, that that can work for Aston Villa, but I would be looking at him. He's got tons of experience, tons of international experience, played at World's Cup, World Cups, and can do a job in one of Europe's top five leagues, arguably the third best best league in Europe. Um, and I know people will look at me in here and argue that Serie A and Bundesliga, but and the Bundesliga only ever has one or two teams that can win it. But um, John Brooks has been there thereabouts. Uh, should I say, throughout the course of his career. Uh, let's look at the next person. The next person is my personal favourite. He's absolutely brilliant. But once again, the dreaded injuries are going to be this person's uh, issue. 22 years of age, just gone 23, uh, coming up in 23 years of age. Or sorry, just gone 23 years of age. Dan Axel Zagadou. And who doesn't want a man by the name of Axel on their team? Um, free transfer as well after being let go by Dortmund. French, uh, French under 21 international. Um, he is a beast at six foot five, and he's a left-footed player. He does play very much that left side. He's played left back. He's played uh, defensive midfielder, and he's played centre half over his career. Um, very much would have played a 
bit of left back over the course of the last 365 days, but the injuries have hampered this guy. This guy has had has had injuries, um, and that is probably something to bear in mind. But the upside, once again, we're bringing in somebody here that needs to be de um, defender number four. So if we're looking at, we could look at the short-term option and bring in John Brooks and have him maybe on a one-year contract, maybe a two-year contract to replace Courtney House. Um, to have him in here as an experienced head, or we could bring this guy in and basically reach for the stars because looking at his statistics, this guy is everything. This guy has absolutely everything to his game. You go and you watch, you watch uh, uh, clips of this guy prior to injury and post injury. This guy has athleticism coming out of his ears, but teams are very much afraid to push the button on the injury pieces on the injury piece for this guy. So if we're replacing somebody that's just been injured with somebody who has uh, an injury history, maybe that's something the club want to, want to guard against. But once again, we get this guy in tomorrow. We He signs a contract. Maybe we overpay him or whatever. I don't know. This guy has all the potential in the world. And we get him in here and give him four weeks to learn, learn the, uh, the way the way lay of the land. This guy could be still here in five years' time. He is a, an unbelievable talent. But as I say, the intangibles there with regards to injuries are... Are, are are a big worry for somebody who's so so young. I'm just going to actually bring up his injury history here because uh, just to take a look at it because I I should I, I meant to bring this up and have it here for you guys um before I started. So just taking a look here um at what he's done. So yeah, so he's torn. He basically the whole lot of 2020. He had knee ligament issues. Um, were were the big ones for him, and he broke his metatarsal. So they're the two the, the two biggest pieces here. It seems like he had a knee, knee ligament injury in 1920 and 2021, which kind of kept him out for most of those two seasons. But he's young enough that maybe coming back from that is going to be something that he has done. And and as I say, you know, with medical science now, cruciate ligament or medial ligament, or uh, it doesn't say which one it is here, or anterior ligaments. Once again they can be cured specifically for somebody who's so young. And hey, we love a defender who's got dodgy knees around Villa Park. For me, I would be on the phone to this guy right now. I would be on the phone to this guy Saturday afternoon, getting him in here, having a look at him, see what the story is, talking to him. He's absolutely brilliant. Uh, you might have to wait to wait for tomorrow for that one, uh, TKW. Sorry about that. This is part one for it. We're just going to look at free transfers today, and tomorrow we're going to look at some paid transfers then as well. But I love him as well. Um, but for me, this guy, this guy Dan Axel Zagadu, ticks all the boxes uh, for me for a player with versatility. Now we're going to talk here as well about small sample set. Twenty three years of age, only only had uh, nineteen appearances last season, twelve starts. And uh, that should be seven subs there, as you can imagine. I've rushed this since finding out the, the news this morning about Diego Carlos. But um, the centre-back position here is somebody that needs experience. He's only played 5,900 minutes as a centre-half. And that's something that uh, that we need to look at, um, I suppose, really, as well. That, that it's Look, he's going to be that inexperienced guy. But what this guy could be in a year's time or two years time, if I look at the longevity, he could certainly come in and do a job now uh, if needed in spot in spot locations if if Tyrone Mings is injured or whatever. But this guy could be the, the successor to Tyrone Mings based on his potential prior to injury and post injury as well. And we can just see it there in his numbers, like his pass attempts. He's just a workhorse with the ball. His passing statistics are as good as you will see. You will not see anyone better with the ball at their feet. Like we talk about Virgin van Dijk as being this archetypal defender with the ball at his feet. Here we go. Here's the here's the second coming. 
and I'm not being hyperbolic with that. I know that a lot of these stats are potentially padded from the fact that he's played out and out left back as well before. But if you can play left back at six foot five, if you can play left back at six foot five and have an 89.2% pass completion rate. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Like that's that's freakish type of stuff, guys. That freakish stuff. To be that tall and that nimble and that have that ability to be able to play uh, play with the ball at your feet. That's fantastic. Richie Ryan, are we linked to this player? We're not linked with any of these players. These are uh, options on, that I would use to replace Diego Carlos. We've been linked to no, we've we actually been linked to one player who's coming up next, um, that I will show you uh, in a moment. But this guy, I cannot understand how he's not with a club. It, I just can't understand. It's it's like it's mind boggling. This guy was destined for the stars. He was shot out of a cannon until he had the knee ligament injuries, and I think the teams have just forgotten about him. That's the only thing I can think of because he is. There's no reason not to be pursuing this guy, not that somebody hasn't taken a chance on him. Um, and I, for one, on a free transfer, um, would be taking a, taking a chance on this guy. I think he's superb. Um, so, uh, 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 what, who is next? Oh, yeah, so that's the, what we're looking at here. Look, he just completely and utterly trumps our other center halves at the moment. Obviously, as I say, there is a bit of padding here and statistics playing out at left back. But as I say, if you can do that at six foot five, you can do that. You can do that through the center as well. And uh, I want to see this. He go with the ball at his feet. The evidence is overwhelming that he's good at the ball, at his, good with the ball at his feet. He had more pass attempts, he, more pass attempts per 90 minutes last season than Bubakar Kamara did as a defensive midfielder. And this guy actually has been earmarked as potentially somebody who could move further up the field as well. Uh, and at six foot five, as I said, there's there's just too much upside in this guy not to give him a shot. Um, if he doesn't pan out, what about it? Free transfer wages, that's fine. If he doesn't pan out, he's our four he would be our fourth choice centre half. But to have him here, if we were to get six, eight games out of him this season and let's just say he doesn't pan out, that's fine. Nothing ventured, nothing gained. How somebody hasn't taken a chance on, on this guy is just beyond me. And I'd love to know. Answers on a postcard. If anybody knows more about this guy, if there's character issues or whatever that I haven't been able to find r- rifling through the internet, then please let me know. Because this guy is like the seventh, the, or the, the, one of the biggest mysteries in the football world for me as to why somebody hasn't taken a chance on him. And I would, I would prefer us to take a chance on somebody like this. But I don't know what way, what way the, the, the club will go. Um, lastly, uh, oh, sorry. Yeah, we have here his statistics up against Diego Carlos. We can see here his p- passing statistics far outweigh anything that De- Diego Carlos does. Well, sorry, not far away. They far away anything anybody does, to be honest with you. But they 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 trump Diego Carlos's piece uh, um, uh, numbers here. 
And uh, we can see here that he he um, he he matches up favorably. He's had more tackles. He's had a higher percentage of dribblers tackled. He's never dribbled past, and he's had way more pressures than uh, Diego Carlos. Once again, that is all probably from playing a bit left back last season as well to fit him into that Dortmund team. But this guy is really good. His aerial dual success rate seventy six point six percent. Six foot five guy who can play in the air. I'll take that all day long and twice on Sunday. So this guy is um this guy is uh is 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 quite good in my in my book. If you haven't picked that up, I kind of like him. I think he's kind of good. Um all right, next one we're going to take a look at here is a man that is is uh very, very, very used to the Premier League and used to English football in general. We were linked with him. Bear with me two seconds here now, and I will try and bring up who was it that linked him to us this morning? I know it was a spurious enough link, but still, links are links. I'm just trying to bring it up here. Where's my tweet machine gone to? I'll just move on to the next slide. We can see it here. Jason Denier, um, Belgian international, formerly of Lille, of Lyon. Uh, now a free transfer. Uh, Right-footed, plays on the left left side of defence. Remind you of anyone? Um, uh, Diego Carlos style. Uh, last season, he had 20 appearances, 16 as a start and four, four as a substitute. Overall in his career, he's played 20,082 minutes. Um, you got, a lot of guys here will remember him. He came through the Man City Academy. Um, came through the Man City Academy and w- then went to Celtic. Uh and uh, played uh, quite a few games in Celtic. Was also loaned out to Galatasaray. Played three years at Galatasaray, and then came back to play in the Premier League with Sunderland uh, in in 2016-2017. So he's somebody who understands the league. He's played in the league, and uh, he's gone on to have exploits and plaudits as a centre half for the Belgian national team as well. He spent the last one how many years? He's been at Lille since 2018. And uh, he's racked up the appearances there as well. And uh, he was let go at the end of this season. Um, I don't know why. Once again, if anybody has anything uh, anything on why he would be let go. But looking at him here, he seems to fit the model of somebody that we potentially could could want or could like. Uh, comes in very, very similar to Tyrone Mings once again. Um, if we're looking to kind of just kind of keep keep somebody who can do do the basics right like Tyrone Mings can in certain instances well then this is the guy for us as well his aerial success rate is poor i'm going to say that i've just just been trumpeting a guy who's had brilliant aerial success rate this guy's is poor comes in at 49.1.1% and something that i think that the club would need to look at if that is going to be a deal breaker for him maybe look into the reasons why that was low um, specifically within the French League as well. But when we look at pressures, he stacks up well with Tyrone Mings. His interceptions stack up well. His tackles are almost identical. Uh, the amount of blocks are actually better than Tyrone Mings. And his progressive passes stack up very, very well with Tyrone Mings. So the only negative area he has is the aerial jewels piece, which I think is something that we need and something that we should be looking at. Maybe it might be a deal breaker for this guy. Uh, his progressive passes and his passing attempts are far away anybody else in the team. And we can see that there that he has a very good pass success rate at 94.2%, which is right up there, as I say, 99th percentile. And the amount of the amount of work he gets through in a game is huge as well. 69.47 passes per 90 minutes as well. So he can pass the ball out. He's a ball, he's a ball player 
plays in the Belgian with in the Belgian national team, so I wouldn't expect anything less of him from that point of view. Um, it was he was linked to us by a guy by the name of Owen O'Brien, who's a freelance sports journalist. I don't know a whole pile about Owen O'Brien. Uh, but he says exclusively understands that uh, it's an exclusive. He says that he understands Aston Villa are considering a move for free agent Jason Denier as an option following Diego Carlos's injury. Also told Aston Villa have discussed a potential deal for Arsenal's Rob Holding. Other options are also being dis- considered. I know we're going to probably look at this and say all credibility lost when we're looking at Rob Holding. I'm just reporting. I'm just talking about what I what, what I've come across on the internet. And uh, this guy ain't a bad shout on a free transfer. Once again, he's 27 years, or he's 20, um, he is, what's that? 20, yeah, 27 years of age. Uh, so he's not exactly ancient and he has a ton of, um, he has a ton of uh, uh, caps for Belgium. Uh, he's 35 caps for Belgium and he has scored one goal for them as well. So, Somebody did, can also play a defensive midfielder as well in a push. So he might be one of those rehabilitation projects that uh, from a from a play standpoint, point of, point of view, that Stephen Gerrard wants to take a punt on like he did with, with Callum Chambers last year. He's very mobile, like Harry. He is mobile, should I say. Does have a bit of a rick in him. I think people might remember that from his Sunderland days. But, um, you know, I looking at the Premier League over, over the, the weekend... What you show me a defender who doesn't have a rick in him because there was some awful defending over the course of the, the Premier League uh, th- this weekend uh, as well. So maybe there's, a, a, as I said, that's not as big a thing on their, on their radar as um, as you would think. One thing for me here as well, he's six foot. I'm kind of of the opinion that we might need to go a small bit taller in our centre-half department. But look, I can't, I can't talk. I'm five foot high to a grasshopper, so it doesn't really matter uh, from that point of view. But Jason Denier is somebody that, uh, that I, you know, we, we were linked to it, albeit spurious enough, and somebody I think that potentially could be a name on the list. You know, yeah. Look, we mightn't go sexy at this one, guys. Like, for people who are going to turn their nose up at somebody who's 35 caps for Belgium and 246 professional games as a four-choice centre-half, you know, we, we got to be really honest about this. We may not go big here. We may not go big here. So throwing the ties out of the pram for, and this is me included. I, I'm coming to terms with this as well. That's why I'm looking at free transfers, that I'm not going to throw the ties out of the pram if we sign somebody. I'm going to see how it pans out because realistically speaking, it might be, it, it, they mightn't be very, very heavily focused on over the course of the, 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 the season. Hopefully we don't get any more injuries and we don't need to see them at all. Um, so there are two ways of thinking of this. Do the club go in and get stability, or knowing that Diego Carlos will be back next season? I, I've no doubt that he that he will be back next season. And or do they go in? Do they say right? Do we expedite our transfer policy? Do we now bring in the guy that we wanted to maybe replace? Uh, uh, on, on the right hand side, maybe replace somebody else that we were looking at. I see a couple of you guys mentioning there as well. Um, with regards to Lacroix. Uh, who I will be talking about again tomorrow in further detail and on two other players uh, that I think that Aston Villa may be interested or, or I don't know whether they're interested in it at all. They're just people I think would fit the team. No links to any of these guys just yet, Bar Jess and Denier. Um so I, I think it's gonna be I think it's gonna be a body of work that's gonna to need to go into replacing uh, Diego Carlos. It just depends on what route they want to go down. Do they want to go and get do they want to go and spend money and bring somebody in? Or do they want to go and take a chance maybe on a, a lower end signing or a free transfer or something like that to steady the ship? But I think whatever they're going to do, 
think they have to do it now. And I think they have, uh, they, I wouldn't be a fan of a deadline. De well, sorry, I'm not going to say I wouldn't be a fan of a deadline day signing. When we sign him, it doesn't really matter. I think from a planning point of view, you get him in now so that he'll have two or three weeks to come up to speed um, while the transfer window is open. And if you bring in somebody on a free transfer like this, um, I think it just it, it's just a, a way of hedging your bets. I think a small bit better than going away and spending 30 or 40 million on somebody. Um, so we'll see what way the club goes. We'll see what way the club goes indeed. So, guys, that's going to do it. I think that's... Oh, no, we, we have how oh, Denier uh, stacks up against Diego Carlos. Um, better tackling dribblers, never dribble past, better blocks, better passes, uh, passes blocked, better interceptions, le commits less fouls, better passer of the ball than Diego Carlos. So, when we put the two of them side by side, there ain't that much in the difference. Uh, in some areas and then in other areas there are I suppose look when you look at the tackles per 90 and so on you can say that there's a big difference there uh, pressure success rate there isn't much in between the two differences in the, between the two there 1.7% uh, we look at progressive passes there is a big difference there's nothing really between progressive pass distance and then the passes under pressure there's there's what one extra per game as well so um, I wouldn't be throwing the baby out of the bathwater when we're discussing somebody like this who's travelled around leagues in Europe and is a bit um, ha has uh, Galatasaray, Celtic, Sunderland, uh, Leon on his uh, and coming through the Anderlecht and Manchester uh, Manchester City uh, academies as well. Um, also still being in the Belgian squad, um, he could be somebody that they look to. He could be somebody that they look to, and if he does, you guys have got the scoop of him right here on for the love of Paul McGrath podcast, and that's what we try and do. No, we don't. We just talk about players that we think might fit. Um, right, you guys, that's going to do it for me today. Thanks so much for your time. Really appreciate it. Um, uh, back again tomorrow with... Uh, I'll actually have two podcasts tomorrow. I'll have Diego Carlos Part 2, if you guys uh, want to tune in for that. It'll be around this time, around 10 o'clock again tomorrow morning. Also, tomorrow evening, we'll be doing our voicemail podcast. Please find, please go onto our Twitter, and you'll be able to find the speakpipe.com Um. Uh, website speakpipe.com forward slash for the love of Paul McGrath pod and you'll be able to leave us a voicemail there I'd love to hear what your guys thoughts are via voicemail if you pop it in there I will play that live on a, on a show I will play it on a show I will uh, discuss it uh, uh, after uh, we play it but one thing I will say to you is if you are leaving a voicemail do not do not do not leave your email address I will have to email you. Uh, I'll have to delete it and then email you back and say, can you please leave one without leaving your email address? So don't leave your email address. For privacy purposes, I will be sharing everything on the screen and I don't want anybody's email addresses to be there um, because of obviously for privacy reasons. So please, 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 please do not leave your email address if you are leaving a voicemail. But leave a voicemail because we'd love to hear you from uh, hear from you as well. Um, we have been linked with a couple of other players as well. I'm, uh, I will come back later on in the week with regards to those couple of attacking players. I'm just not so sure that they're actually real links uh, but we will take a look at those later i'm more so concerned about our center half position at the moment um, and we will be looking at that over uh, in the early part of this week but thanks so much everybody for watching thanks a million for listening thanks a million for everything give us a thumbs up and until tomorrow all that's left to say is up the villa Podcast Network. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. 
That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.